0: To another exciting episode of Legends in the Dark, where Picard will always be the best captain. Prove us wrong. <laughs> My name is Jay,
1: and I am Leslie. Uh, to be fair, I think there was some other better captains.
0: No, never.
1: <laughs> so, how was your week?
0: Week's good. It's productive.
1: Yeah, I feel like this was a pretty productive week as well.
0: I can see you still getting tongue-tied about.
1: I know. You know, I made a mistake of having um, a McFlurry before we start, and now I feel like I have a little bit of a brain freeze and a little bit of, like, a frozen
0: tongue. A good combination.
1: <laughs> so when you're trying to do a podcast.
0: <laughs> nah, you just muscle your way through it. You'll be fine.
1: Let me drink a little bit of coffee here.
0: I'm going to drink my very, very hibiscus.
1: Oh, you're starting to do the cooler, uh, colder drinks from
0: Starbucks? I just felt like something different today.
1: Yeah, I'm probably, I mean, because it's late right now, um, I shouldn't probably be drinking coffee, but for some reason it just sounded really good. I even made an excuse of like, oh, hey, we're the coffee drinking friends. We have to, I have to drink this. This is like, it's in the contract. <laughs>
0: Our non-existent contract.
1: No, technically, mean you do have a contract. It's just it's not in that we have to drink coffee every time.
0: No, no, it's for evenly sharing the workload. That's what the contract was for.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that way, like, if we got rich and famous, and then we had this big falling out. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm laughing, because I don't know if it's because I'm insulted or is it all the sugar I've been eating? Probably both. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we're doing a little something different this week. No more Skinwalker Ranch.
0: I'm sure they're, everybody's just falling, falling to pieces over that.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, that was a long haul. It didn't feel that long when we were watching it until we got to an episode where I was like, I have nothing to talk about. This episode was boring.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I can only watch dragons scowling so much. <laughs> oh, but. Like, we're tired of watching them walking around on this Scooby Doo ass ranch.
1: I know, but you know what's funny is I was kind of wanting to watch season two, so I went on Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus, and it wasn't on there yet. So I don't know how that works.
0: Wait for him to, like, you know, like, all right, gang, let's unmask this alien and see who he really is. Old Man Winters! And the dragon just goes, no, 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 not dragon. No, no.
1: Who would unmask?
0: Travis? The Satan guy, guy.
1: Oh, Eric.
0: Eric, he's the one who's gonna say jinkies. <laughs>
1: That's
0: right.
1: I, I saw this. Uh,
0: I think dragons more like the dog.
1: Oh my gosh! I um, uh, I saw ruh this. Row. You mean Scooby?
0: Yeah, he dragging his Scooby <laughs> like digging. ruh row.
1: I saw this meme, or it was like someone's Twitter, and it said uh, they had pictures of the cast of the Scooby Doo movie. And you know, it was one of those little can you believe it's this many um years or oh no, no, it was um, see what they're doing now. And someone had replied, was like, My dumb ass was about to ask what happened to Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that made me laugh so hard at work. Like, I was one of those like laughing where people looked at you, and I'm like, Oh, sorry.
0: Computer-generated characters never die. They just fade away.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: So, Leslie took a field trip. That's what this episode is pretty much about.
1: Yes. I, for Mother's Day, um, bought tickets. I mean, they paid me back and stuff, but it was partly for Mother's Day as well. Spending time. Because you know how you spend time with your mom and it's like, oh, what should we do? A movie. I mean, well, pre-COVID. A movie you know, a nice dinner. Well, I took my mom ghost hunting with her gentleman friend.
0: I wouldn't have been able to do any of that with my mom. She doesn't like ghost hunting? She, my mom's a homebody. Oh. Well, not, that, not, that, not, not really a homebody, because she does, she does go out, but she, I would say she doesn't, it, it's, hard, it's hard to get her out. I guess that, that's the best way, that's the better way of saying it. You have to kind of, I guess, well very specific things that she likes to do like if I just said hey mom you want to go out and get coffee I don't think she would say yes
1: oh also I apologize if you hear something in the background that's Chris having a meltdown with his video game so FYI I just I just heard him like Uh, just cuss right now (laughs) so
0: I I I miss hearing that in person
1: (laughs) I know it's funny because like sometimes we'll be downstairs, me and his mom, and we'll just hear him, and like she'll like, oh, she sounds like Chris is having a bad day. I'm like, oh, he's just on his video games.
0: <laughs> I know. I miss. I miss being in, the, in 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 our recording studio and just be like, just hear randomly, like, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. He he comes up with very unique,
0: it's colorful <laughs> phrasing.
1: Yeah. I might have to tell him to keep down, but um, yeah. So I took my mom, and oh, we well, were talking about our mom. So my mom is like, I have no idea why I couldn't inherit a little bit of my mom's um, let's let's get this done, you know, attitude. Like during the pandemic, she's like redoing her bathroom and like retiling and putting floors down and all this stuff, and I'm just like, Ugh, that sounds so tiring. <laughs> and I'm all like oh and then my mother-in-law's like wow your mom you know she just gets so much stuff done I'm like yeah yeah she really does and now I feel lazy (laughs) by comparison (laughs) because she's just like er I went over there and like her house looks so good and she's like oh I did this and like I did this I'm like oh that's a lot (laughs) I, I you know, I get excited because I moved a couple of chairs around and like look what I did. I totally moved these chairs around in my office.
0: She gets excited enough about it to show pictures of it.
1: Like, yes, and her and her house always looks so good. Like my mom is should have been like an interior designer. Like she just she has an eye, like even my husband, like, even Chris, we were out somewhere we're at this antique shop we love and she even, and he even said that um when we were trying to figure out like oh would this look good in the house and and he was like oh you should ask your mom because she has a really good sense of style and because she just has the eye for it but it was so funny I told my mom that my mom's like he said that My, like, of course like you have a good eye <laughs> but I digress so yeah so um partly for Mother's Day uh, we went and did this ghost hunt. It was the first one they've done, um, with the public in about, a I think a year and a half because they did some other, um, ghost hunts live, but it was only for their group. They were, uh, the team was vaccinated. Um, it was limited to 20 people, social distance and people still wore masks. Like it was, it was, it was a safe, I felt safe there and a nice environment and all the proceeds went to the place where we, where we go hunt was, uh, called the Barn Theater. It's in Porterville, and of course, like most theaters across the country, with a pandemic, you know, they they can't put anything on. So all the proceeds went to them 100. percent So that made me feel good too because it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, yeah, it cost to get a little bit of money to get in. It wasn't too much, but it cost money to get in. You know, it's an hour away from us. It's a little bit of a trek and stuff. Is it worth it? Well, one, yeah, I want to go to ghost hunting. But two, it also makes you feel a little bit better because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm donating to this to this really good cause.
0: For those of you who don't know, the Porterville Barn Theater is a community theater located in Porterville, California, and it has been putting on local performances by volunteers since 1948.
1: Did you know that one of the actresses who used to act at the Barn Theater was Anne B. Davis, the woman who played Alice on The Brady Bunch.
0: I did not know that. That was the uh, the housekeeper, right?
1: Yes. And then, you know, one of the paranormal investigators when we were doing the EVP, and I never asked her but more about this, but I think the actress who, another actress who may have um, performed there was the woman who played Penelope on Criminal Minds. Because they were talking about it, and I meant to ask about, like, oh, was she in a play? Did she grow up around here? Like, I didn't know. And then I just got all um, into the EVPs we were doing that. It totally slipped my mind to ask them about it.
0: To hear an EVP saying, like, it's all about Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, (laughs) Marsha.
1: A little bit. (laughs) uh yeah
0: that would be awesome
1: well okay so a little bit of spoiler but she was asking about the Brady Bunch and about if it was a fun time and I do think we got an EVP I think it says one thing I sent my EVP to the paranormal team who put it on and my favorite my favorite duo uh, Don and Ruben Ruben um got back to me telling me what he thinks he heard but I will admit I think I I heard something different but I will err on the side of what he heard because Don also did an EVP at the same time so at the time when we were she did a playback during the um, ghost hunt and we did hear we thought the word yeah and I was like oh but I guess that's is that what I hear like it's it's one of those... EVPs, it's not like my last ones, whereas it was like a class A, which is like very clear, very distinct. This is probably more like a C or D or whatever, like the low one is, because it's we had so much background noise. It was really hard for me to clean up a lot of my um, audio. But overall, I I think my mom and her friend had a great night. Um, I think, you know, it was just a great night all around. It was a weird night. There were some really weird experiences that I didn't catch. So it's all—it's all, it's all um, now. It's just all experience, which I will be glad to tell you about. What do I'm you want to know?
0: Happy to hear.
1: So where should I start?
0: Best place to start is usually from the beginning.
1: Well, I was born in nineteen. 19- too far back. Too far back. <laughs> no okay so the ghost hunt um happened as you said in porterville at the barn theater it was may 1st 2021 so it was a few weeks ago by now or probably about a month ago by the time this this comes out and there was about 20 people and i went with my mom and her friend guy and we basically got split up into different groups and we went into different areas of the theater. So I think just, you know, I could tell you what some of my personal experiences that were, what other people felt, what my mom and some other weird things that that happened. And then some stories that they told us. So here, here we go. So the main area uh, that we started off was in the main theater where the stages and the seating and they basically introduced themselves, and I'm going to skip over that, but basically the Paranormal Team, which is Porterville Ghost Hunters, oh shoot, I feel really bad for getting their names, Paranormal, I think it's the Porterville Paranormal Society, Paranormal Ghost Society, I think it's PGS. So, they introduced themselves, they're a great, great group of people, I was in Reuben and Dawn's team, I've been with them the last couple times. They're really nice people, their daughter was there, and the equipment I used is, I had my recorder, which is a Tascam DR-05X, which I will admit, I really love this recorder. I didn't really have anything else, because my camera that day, when I, well, a couple days before, when I was getting my equipment ready, found out that it corroded inside, I didn't take the batteries out, so... I don't know. I gotta figure out if I can clean it or if it's a goner. But uh, all I had was my recorder. My mom had her. I've talked about this before. She had her kid. They're a kid's toy. It's uh, binoculars, but they have uh heat, like thermal heat. You could look at. They have night vision. Her night vision goggles, and it has a a recorder on it. You could take pictures, record what you're seeing. It has heat signatures. This toy was only like, I don't even know, less than 50 bucks, but it's like the best ghost hunting equipment that she has. Now, what's interesting is Guy had a K2 meter and we were looking at it. And when at the beginning of the night when he was when we first were going to do the ghost hunting, he turned it on, but it wouldn't turn on. So when we asked about it to Don, Don said, you know, if you haven't used it in a while, it could just be the batteries. And we were like, oh, okay. And then I kind of told him, I so said, maybe it's draining. Maybe your batteries got drained. And he's like, well, I haven't used it in a while. So I'm going to just fast forward to the end of the night. End of the night, we, we leave and stuff, of course. The next day, we didn't really talk about it because we are so tired. But the next day, my mom emailed me or texted me when I told her I was listening to uh, the EVPs and what I thought I caught. She let me know that, this is an interesting story, that... Guy went to check his K2 meter just to see, oh, maybe I should take the batteries and stuff. And then it was working just fine. And he and she actually said that they tested it again, like when they were in the car and stuff. And it just worked just fine. So for some reason, it wasn't working in the Barton theater the whole night. And we thought that was really interesting because we didn't realize. We just thought, oh, OK, it's just needs new batteries. But then it for it to be working perfectly when we leave, we thought that was really strange.
0: little weird.
1: Yeah, right. So the night begins on our team. We started off in the main theater and all the other groups went to different places. And in this main theater, they have this one corner in the back, which is like, it's semi creepy. It's it's creepy because I know that they've seen stuff there, but it's also creepy because when you're, I was sitting by it when we we're doing the EVP sessions and it always feels like someone is standing behind you. Not look, like, I didn't feel like someone was sitting behind me or, and I was into the second to the last row, but it just felt like someone was looking at me. And I think I think part of it is when it was in my head because I knew that corner was creepy. But I also think part of it is because of the feeling that they do have projectors. So I thought, well, I think in my head, I'm thinking, oh, there's another space behind there that someone can sit behind me. And that could account for my feeling. But what was weird is when we did the EVP, they turned off the lights, and it was interesting because I was sitting there, and I don't know if it's just because it did have some backlight because of the exit signs, but it was really hard to kind of get comfortable because when we were trying to be quiet, the outside you could hear the outside noises really clearly. So. We heard mainly cars racing up and down this street. Because the theater is on a main street. But what was really interesting, though, is that once we were all dark, we were looking. I was looking straight ahead at the theater, uh, at the stage. And that's where one of the investigators, Dawn, was sitting. And she was asking the EVP questions. And just FYI, I didn't get any EVPs during this stage. So we won't be sharing any. But... When we were sitting there, I swore in front of me looked like there was an outline of someone sitting in front of me. And I kept blinking because I'll be honest, I thought it was just my glasses playing like off of lights. Now, I'm not saying I did see anything. I'm just saying that I saw this weird outline and I just don't know if it's the lights. And I was talking to the investigators afterwards. I said, it's weird because I'm not going to say like I saw a shadow because it wasn't a shadow. It was an outline. It's almost kinda like you ever see this old Victorian or Regency outlines where where it's a tracer where it's like someone's silhouette on black paper and they put it on like white paper and so you, you oh, get the silhouette.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what it looked like to me, where everything else was was kind of light and then I just saw this really dark silhouette and it was in front of me and I was like kinda off to the side. And I kept staring at it, like I kept blinking, thinking like, Okay, is that gonna go away? And it never did. What was interesting, though, is behind me or to the side, Dawn's daughter was taking pictures. And later she said, and this is like towards the end of the night when we were talking about the different experiences. She said that when she was in the theater at the beginning of the night, there was orbs. And they were really near where that section that I saw this outline. And I told her that I said, I saw an outline there, but I don't know what it was because it wasn't a shadow and it wasn't like, oh, it's a hazy mist. Like, no, it literally was just like an outline. So I don't know. I've never experienced that. And honestly, it could still be just my eyes, like the lights playing tricks on me. So it was just interesting having the orb there the next section oh I'm sorry so the other stories this is really interesting the other stories that happen there are I, I they didn't tell this story but I remember the first time okay so you and I've gone to this like our very first ghost town together was the barn theater and what, what was your impressions of the barn theater
0: I remember it well I, I remember it with me. obviously it was like it's very it has a very old feel to it, obviously, because it is old theater. But it's uh, it seems like it, it had that feel. It's like a very conducive to having experiences.
1: You could say it's I a guess. little little creepy. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a nice theater, but when we were in the back and stuff, it is a little creepy.
0: It takes a little bit away that you know, like there's like it's right next to like a busy street. Yeah. or a highway or something—I forget exactly. But I mean, you hear a lot of traffic outside, so it kind of takes takes away from the ambiance a little bit. But it's still a little it's still creepy. It's got a, it's got a creepy vibe to it.
1: But it's not anything like scary. It's actually really comforting. You know what I mean? It's kind of like to me when I went back there, it was like going back to an old friend's house. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what's up? You know. But it's like that old friend who has the weird basement that they want you to hang out with. It's like, no, it's cool. Can we stay up here in the light?
0: Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) But uh, so the main theater, they told us the I remember when you and I first uh, the first time we went, they told the story of how people are sitting in the audience and they would be watching a play. And the story was people would be upset because they would see someone walk behind the set. And they would be like, oh, well, that's so unprofessional that someone just like walked in that like behind the set. Let's say that the scene has a window and they would see someone walk past that window while people were on the stage doing the scene. And it turned out there'd be like no one, no one would do that. And they didn't really tell that story again. So I don't know if that story was still relevant or what more that story was. But I remember that was a story they told us the first time around, because it was one of those stories where I'm like, oh, I want to totally see a play here. The story they shared this time, and this came from the manager, and she was telling the story that she would be out in the lobby, and, and you know, she would, uh, the play would be done. People would come out, and she would be like, oh, how was it, blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, it was lovely, It just, you know, I, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, with people with kids, you know, this might not be the best play for them, And she'd be like, what? And says, basically, people see a little girl running up and down the side, um, um, an aisle. Oh, that's what it's called, an aisle. Up and down. You have one on the right, one on the left. Well, it seems like they always say it's only, they only see her like on the left side, I think. And the left side is where that creepy kind of cubby hole I was telling you about earlier. And so people see this little girl running up and down this aisle to like to the stage and back. And, I, and people be like, oh, okay, that's a little annoying, but what are you going to do? And the manager told us, but I know for a fact how many tickets were sold because this is a small theater. And she would say, and there was no kids or young adults in the theater that night. So that was an interesting story and kind of, kind of was like really one of those things where, oh boy, I hope I... I hope I, like, don't see the little girl because, you know, like I told you, it's like it feels like every time we go somewhere, it feels like we catch, like, a little girl, <laughs> which another, okay, so this is kind of a tangent story, but I was telling someone about, at work, about my podcast, and I mentioned, you know, they were like, oh, well, what episode should I listen to, you know, to, like, what's your favorite episode, and I said, well, you know, I really do like our episodes that we caught the EVPs, and I was telling her, like, what we caught and then what we caught like when we were doing the podcast and um and she said oh that's so weird because isn't there supposed to be like a little girl that haunts this place and I'm like huh huh I never thought of that so I'm really hoping that like maybe someone didn't follow me home and that's who I'm catching you know what I mean like I don't know I don't know it's just something like that went in my head but anyway that's a tangent moving on. So yeah, the little girl scene running up and down the aisle when there's a play. But that's not a bad story. Like I I really like because when I, I like to go to these, this ghost hunting, because unlike the ghost walks and the ghost history, where it's great, I love doing those, because they tell you the history, you get to experience doing stuff here. So they had the K2 meters, they have, you know, someone taking pictures, they have, the recorder and then we do an EVP session and then Dawn plays it back so we do that in all these different places. Um, the other places we went to and I'm just going to like kind of breeze by over these ones was the kitchen. The kitchen was interesting. I felt like it it was hard because as soon as we started our EVP the refrigerator went on it the outside could be heard but the feeling in there it was really weird because there was a temperature adjustment like I was feeling comfortable the whole time, and then all of a sudden, when we kind of ended it, it got really hot. And I even mentioned it. I'm like, "Ooh, it's really warm in here." And it was May first. It was still kind of cool outside. It wasn't like when it's midsummer where it's like 90 degrees outside. It was kind of weird how how warm it got and it got fast. The next place, uh, I mean, we went to different places. There was another place that was really interesting, and it was the box office. And in the box office, they say that there's people see like a tall man, either a tall man in black or a tall man in shadow. And they were talking about it, but I was actually talking to someone else about their experiences because a couple people, we kind of broke up in smaller groups kind of talking. So when we finally did the EVP session, what was really funny is my mom and her friend were in one area. It was like two rooms separated by like a little hallway. So she was in one room and she was in like a closet, not a closet, but it was like a even a tinier room within a room. And then I was in like a storage room and like she was basically, the one room was like a box office where they gave out the tickets. The other room was like kind of the bar and the storage. And so I was in the box office and what was really funny is at the end, this woman was saying like, oh, there was this, these couples or this couple, or these people, were talking through the whole thing. And she was a little disappointed. And my mom came out and said, no, this woman was whispering to me because she was hearing, talking. And she was asking my mom if it was her and her friend, if it was her and Guy. And my mom was like, no, it's not us. And then when my mom said, hey, is anyone talking? And Ruben said, oh, it might be the other team that's on the other side of the wall. But the thing is, is when I listen back to my recorder, and it is hard to hear because of the, we were by the by the entrance, so you still heard the cars. You didn't, you heard them, but it was very clear of what they were saying because you hear her saying like, what's that? Oh, I don't know. I hear it too. And then that was it. And then, but then Ruben said, did someone, did someone say this? I forgot what he said. And my mom was like, no, but I think someone said Sierra. And it was really weird because it was like this whole conversation was going on and people were hearing it. Like my mom and this woman was hearing it and then Ruben was hearing it. And this one lady just thought it was my mom talking. My mom's like, that wasn't me. And I said, mom, I can hear you. You, Your voice is very distinct. It wasn't you talking. So that was really interesting. Like this little back airless room was, I guess, really creepy. My mom was like, yeah, something didn't feel right back there. (laughs) I mean, not like in a scary way or anything, but just like, there was something back there. It was something was trying to talk and and everyone kept like looking at my mom and my mom, I feel so bad because this has happened to her before and I am ashamed to say it was me who yelled at her last time because we were at um, doing a ghost hunt at this state park and one of the state park is Allensworth and they have a schoolhouse and we were in the schoolhouse and I kept hearing... Chattering, and I thought my mom was talking to ourselves. So I get mom My mom was should sh- be quiet. We were, we we're trying to do this and my mom would be like, Oh, okay Like she would be looking at me like oh, I didn't know I was talking And then I then I looked around and everyone was like look at me like your mom wasn't talking Like actually I, I was rude to her and I really mom if you are listening to this I do apologize I guess I was just tense that night because I was the team leader and I get very, you know, intense when I'm, I am have to be in charge but there was this one moment where my mom was telling me I was not talking at all and someone was walking behind me and I thought it was you. And it wasn't until later that we heard that where she was sitting by like this little main stage um, area in the schoolhouse was people here chattering, giggling, running like tiny footsteps, like kids basically. And I that must have been what I was hearing and I kept blaming my mom, which... Now I know, like, so as soon as, like, my mom says anything, I'm like, did you hear something? <laughs> like, I'm very calm. Like, okay, it's just not us. <laughs> but what do you think, think of my night so far?
0: Sounds pretty interesting. Definitely sounds like you, there was a presence there.
1: Oh, do you think it would be, because I know you investigated this place. We didn't, when we and you went, they didn't take us to the kitchen. They didn't take us to the box office. Um, or the next one, I want to talk about the lobby. Do you think... Like, when you went, I don't remember ever, like, we didn't have a recorder then. Our cameras weren't working when we went. But do you feel that presence there when we went? Because I don't remember, I remember even telling my mom I didn't feel it in any of the rooms except for the green room. Do you remember it?
0: I personally, from what I remember, I didn't feel any... Presence or anything like that. I think I think my nerves were just like because that was like the first time I'd actually gone to one of those, so I think I was more like probably like expecting something, and then nothing really. In my opinion, I didn't feel anything. Like, but that was just me.
1: No, I get it too. It's we you, and they warn you too um when you go. Like when their little speech in the beginning, they do say like hey I know you guys watch these ghost hunting shows and you know everyone and their mother has a ghost hunting show but the thing is is they have you know they they stay there a couple hours or a couple days they edit down to a couple of hours that they show and then they even edit down to the few minutes that they that they caught evidence and that's not how it works it could be you could do the whole night and catch nothing you could do the whole night not feel anything you could be somewhere for 10 minutes and get so much stuff and then nothing for six hours and they make sure they tell people that because I think people do come in and be like okay where's the EVP where's this where's that and I've been on ghost hunts where People have, well, this one was because it was a ghost walk. People people have taken their kids, and they're all like, okay, well, when are we going to, like, run around with recorders? And they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And I've been on ghost hunts where people, we do their first EVP session, and we catch something, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so interesting. And we sit there and talk about it, and there's, like, six people who want to leave. And they're like, okay, well, we thought this was something different. We would like to leave now. And so it's like, it, I think it's just everything was with a grain of salt. So, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. The first time me and you went, I actually didn't really remember that. My mom has been wanting to go to the barn theater to investigate for the longest time. So when they offered it, I was like, yeah, let's go. I'll be honest. I If I go back, I don't know if I would go back. I mean, I would because I, I, I enjoy ghost hunting. But I think I wouldn't want to use a recorder. I really think I would want to get a camera because I feel like that's what this place you you would capture, and and I'll explain later. But where like the Porterville Museum, I would always take my recorder because I I feel like there's there's always talk in there, there's always sounds there. At the Barn Theater, I feel the evidence they get is visual. There's people who see the little girl, um, and I'll talk about it more. But there's they've caught pictures. There's orbs. Like it's. It's really crazy what all the visual things they get. The next area, this is, and I'm kind of going out of order. Like we went to the main area first, then we went to the lobby, then we went to the kitchen. But I'm kind of skipping to the the different places that I think are more interesting. So next is the lobby. The lobby was really interesting because, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, so I was sitting on the floor and my recorder was up like on the bar And we were doing an EVP session, and my mom's sitting in a chair with her binoculars, and she is just, you know, looking around, kind of seeing what she sees, and after we do the EVP, and we do, like, five-minute sessions, so after the five minutes, my mom's like, there was the orb, an orb, like, very, and I know some people say there's no such thing as orbs and stuff like that, but... She said there was like a ball of light, an orb, above my daughter, Leslie. That's me. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting like across the room from her. And at first I was kind of like, okay, she was looking at it through the camera. Maybe it was a bug. I don't say it. I think it. Because, you know, I try debunk. Then one of the investigators who was standing behind me, who's standing by the doors to the theater, said, yeah, I saw that too. It's right here. It was right here. And my mom's like, exactly. Like, it was so two people. One in a camera and one with just, you know, basically his eyes. Saw this orb come from the ceiling above me, I guess. And this is the only area where I think we caught other EVPs, but this is probably the only EVP that we caught that night that was clear enough. Like, I think I caught two, but the other one is just so hard to hear because of all the background noise. This one is also hard to hear. But when I sent it to um, Ruben with with PGS, he actually came back and said, you know, I think this it says this. And one of the reasons why I will believe his ears instead of mine is Don also recorded that session. And when we replayed back, we think we hear the same word. And it's it's funny. So I'll play it. It's really low. And but let me know what you think you heard. Like, you know what? And then, if you know, if you're an editor and you say, "Hey, I can clean that up a lot better," feel free. I'll send these links and to to out there because I really want to hear what it is. But when I sent it to you, Jay, you didn't you didn't hear anything.
0: I personally did not know. And you said that you thought you heard like somebody say, "Yeah," or "Get out," or something along those lines, right?
1: Yeah, it, they're saying something, and. I'm leaning towards yeah now because he has that second evidence, but yeah, I also thought it was maybe a get out, but let me set this up and then I'll play it. What was happening here was Dawn was asking questions about Ann B. Davis and the Brady Bunch and was basically saying like, did you have a good time? And then there was like nothing. It was like, it was actually like 15 and I've edited this for time. It was actually like 15 seconds of like silence or like, like static because you hear cars outside And then really quick I heard a voice. And so I cleaned it up where I kind of lowered some of the stuff and try to amplify it. So this is the clearest I got. So let me let me play that for you. Now you're gonna hear Dawn ask a couple of questions, then you're gonna hear silence, and it's gonna hear a lot of static. And within that static is the word that I think we hear. So let me play that right now. Okay, once more with just what we think we hear. So yeah, it is very, very light, but within that I thought I heard like get out. But maybe it is a yeah. Like it's really, really light. It's like so breathy. And why it it being so breathy kinda of tells me that it wasn't it was not anyone in the group who I was with and it wasn't their voices. But again, it wasn't as good as the other EVPs, the A class. But I'm actually really surprised I caught this. Because like I said, we must have, we went to about six areas. And there is another EVP I thought I caught. But it's just, it's so much, so much distortion that I just, I, I think I hear what I want to hear. So I'm not going to share it. But really, this is, this is the evidence I caught. But there was a lot of personal stories there. Sorry that you missed it.
0: Well, all in all, I mean, it's, you know, the experience is, the, is what's important and that you get a little bit of the history behind everything, too. So even if you didn't experience anything like paranormal, you still got something out of it.
1: Yeah, no, and seriously, it, it, you're right. It's really about the history. Their history is so interesting in there. I, I really recommend once the, the pandemic is over, if you're near the area, to really check out the place and the plays that they put on. Uh, let's see what else. I'm just looking at my notes. Okay, so the other area we went to was the loft area. So this loft area is backstage. This is the area that you and I investigated when we were there. It's backstage, and it's basically where they keep their carpentry stuff, their wardrobe, their props, and this was really interesting because a couple things happen. One, this is where I thought I caught another EVP, but it was so loud. There was so much background noise that I can't um, can't isolate it. But there was this, I kept thinking. So I was sitting, we are almost sitting in a circle. And Ruben was standing behind everyone by the stage. And I was looking towards him. Because I was on the opposite side of him. So it was easier. Because behind me was just all wardrobe stuff. And I wanted to watch because a lot of the talking, uh, not talking about stories, was they would people would see people walk behind the stage. And I kept thinking I saw shadows behind Ruben and moving shadows. But it's hard to say because there was a guy standing off to the side. It could have been him. Uh, There was people probably going into the main area investigating, so it could have been them. Uh, He was looking through a camera, so it could have been his backlight, and it could have been him moving, and just the shadow and the light again. Mm -hmm. But what was really interesting was two things. One, the loft area where the costumes were, two people were sitting up there, and my mom, she had her, she thought there was someone up on the loft. But I think then later it might, we just thought it might have been a coat. But at the same time, people were listening. They they kept hearing footsteps behind them. And Dawn, who's sitting across from me, said she saw like a shadow come out, walk between my mom and Guy in, like, directly in the middle of where we were sitting. But everyone was, like, looking up at the loft. Because my mom said, oh, I thought I saw something in the loft. So everyone was kind of looking up. But she saw the shadow walk between me and this other woman. And the other woman was like, you saw the shadow walk just right now when when Dawn was saying that. And it says, yes, it says, because my arm felt like something like wind went across my arm. And that was really interesting. So it was... These visual clues and I said well where was it because I the shadows I were seeing and I pointed because at the time I didn't point point. I said I see him over here by Ruben behind him and she said yeah I saw like maybe two feet past him where she saw her shadow start moving and then a girl um was sitting there was sitting at this bench and she turned around and she kind of jumped and she said I just saw a face prop area And so it was like a really weird energy. And then we, we went to, we did the EVP session and we stopped. Then we were doing the second EVP session. And I can't remember if this was before the second one or after the, the second one, but one moment we were sitting around and I was sitting there like listening to people talk. I even think I got up to shut off my recorder and everyone was settling down and we're like, okay, let's do another EVP. So, yeah, it must have been before the second one. And I was sitting down, and I swore I thought someone said, like, hiya, or hi there, or hi. And I actually was like, it was like something like hi and like you And I seriously thought it was someone saying hiya. And I was like, okay, that's just my, my husband in my head because that's what he says all the time is hiya. And so, but it almost was someone saying hi. Like, hi
0: there. Hiya.
1: Hiya hi y'all, like hi y'all, ooh, I wonder if it was that, hi y'all, like hi y'all, Oh, anyway, but it was so loud, and I told my mom later, what it reminded me of, is when we, and I didn't have my recorder on, and I wish I did, because the last time I heard a voice that clear to me, and that, like next to my ear, I mean like that clear, was the time when we you and I were recording and I said I just heard a little girl's voice in my room and like that that's how clear it was and then I mean we did catch something but like oh I wish that I had my recorder on like I could not believe and I usually do that I usually leave the whole thing on for like 30 minutes just whatever section we are in and I'll just listen to the whole thing because you know sometimes it, like the best ones i caught or between our EVP sessions, and I was I'm kicking myself for not keeping it on. But yeah, so that was my experience in the loft area. The last area we went to, and I'm saving this for last for, for a reason, is we went to the green room. So the green room, so the green room is an area that is very interesting to me. So when we went there last time I think that's where the area, we sat on a couch, and I think that's where you said it was the heaviest feeling for you, if I remember correctly.
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: Because I remember it was the end of the night, and and you were even telling me that of all the places that we sat, the the seating area was the creepiest because they had the lights off. But this area was creepy because even though everyone was holding still, there was just so many weird sounds. And so that's what happened this time. And this was really interesting. I did record this. What happened was I was standing, Guy was standing next to me. Ruben was standing next to him, but like between a door. So it was like Guy, a doorway, and then Ruben. So, you know, a good like five feet apart. I was maybe like three feet apart. Everyone else was sitting except for one guy way at the other end to the exit door. And... We were standing there, so it was only three of us, four of us, and we were doing the EVP session, and I kept hearing weird sounds, like, it sounded like a crack, and what it was is the floor, like, it, it was the floor creaking, like, someone was walking, but you couldn't hear footsteps, it was just, like, creak, like, like, it was a, eh, eh. and... At one point, Ruben even said the floor's settling. Now, to be fair, the other guy—I don't know what he was doing. If he was moving even a little bit, it could have been him. But what was interesting was I asked a question, and I said I heard something like tapping. So, so this is on my EVP too. And um, if if the audio wasn't so bad, I would play it. But like, because there was cars and stuff. The what I said was I heard to happen and I even asked guy was that you and even dawn's light because she was on the floor between not between us but she was facing guy and she said no guy he is holding very still and I said and I know Ruben is because he every time he moves he announces it and I know I was still so I said well I think I heard you would you do that again but louder and I didn't catch this at the time. But on my cause I heard tapping like like a knock, but on my recorder, you could clearly hear like it's it's the floor. It's like the floor creak. That's what I, and then I said, oh I heard a tap. Can you do that louder? And I guess I didn't catch it at the time, but then there was like a really loud screech tap. And it came right after I asked for it. And then it didn't do anything else. And it was Then, in a couple seconds, you would hear more like floor creaking and Rubensite floor settling. But it was just and it could have been that. So I'm not saying it was a paranormal. Maybe the timing and the coincidence, which is really weird that I asked the question to do it again and it did it. But again, there was a guy standing who I didn't know who's not one of the investigators. He was just one of the part of the public. So he could have moved. Um, I know it's not guy. But see, here's the weird thing. So the, all the sound I swore was coming around from Guy, Reuben, and myself in this little area we were at, and the area behind Guy was even a smaller room, and this room had two. It's like kind of the makeup area, and it has these two long mirrors, and these mirrors meet in a corner. So it's kind of like a mirror on one wall, mirror they meet, and they kind of do that infinity mirror kind of look. And the Porterville Ghost Society has on their website this picture that they've taken at Barn Theater probably like over 10 years ago now. But what it is, is a man standing in the mirror, and I remember seeing the picture and not thinking anything of it. And I think I've showed you the picture. Do you remember it?
0: Um, remind me.
1: Okay. So it's a guy standing there, and he's looks like he's wearing like a blue leather jacket, he has glasses, and I'm sorry, I'm doing this from memory because I didn't look at the picture before. So I, I think he has glasses. I am about 99% sure. And I remember seeing this picture and being like, okay, big deal. There's someone taking a picture of himself. Like It looks kind of like a selfie in a mirror. And I remember our first um, ghost hunt there. Don was saying, yeah, I caught that. I was the one that took that picture. And I said... No, it was a guy who took the picture and she's like, everyone thinks that, but look at the picture again, what's missing from him? And I looked and I was like, oh my God, like it, it caught, like it was so like epiphany. The person was standing there, arms down, so they're not holding the camera. There's no camera next to them and how close they were, like when you're far away from a mirror you know the farther the more of your body you see you're way far away you can see all the way to your knees the closer you are you only see from like the waist up you can only see this guy from like the waist up so meaning that he had to be standing really close to the mirror and there's no one in standing in front of this picture of like the angle that he he would have been standing he would have had to been in front of where the camera was taken, if that makes sense. So basically I said, you took this photo, where were you standing? And she said, so see, look between how the two mirrors meet, see the flash. And so there was like a big white light. She's like, that's my flash. And if you look behind the flash, you see my outline. And sure enough, you see her. So you see her in the picture taking the photo. So the person had been in front of her to have this mirror reflection. And again, Dawn is, Dawn and Ruben are very upfront people. They are not manufacturing evidence. They are not trying to, you know, become famous. They're they're interested in the paranormal. So this photo that she has is one of those photos where if you didn't know her, yeah, you could be like, oh, that was just Photoshop. It was this or that. But knowing her and knowing what she caught it's just, I, 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 I didn't ask them if I could put, put it up on our Instagram, but maybe I'll put the link there. But, like, it's one of those photos that really, like, when you when you see it, it's really creepy. And it's like, whoa, I see it now. Because at first you see it, like, yeah, some guy standing in front of it. But it's so clear. It's not, oh, it's a mist guy. It's just, No, it's a guy. You could tell he's wearing a blue leather jacket. It's creepy. So this is the area that guy is standing in front of. And we keep hearing the sounds and it's coming from I thought it was guy, it's coming from that area. And later, so guy starts not feeling good and he's like and we thought maybe it was something he ate. So I he said I want to go get some air before we go back and we were going to, to end the night we were going to go back in the main theater. So guy and my mom went outside. I go, I set up all my stuff. I set up my, I don't have a camera, but I set up like some trigger objects. I have this ball and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to have this ball for the little girl. So I put it up like at the head of the theater, um, uh, like where the weird creepy alcove is. I put my recorder on the stage and um, I had some other trigger objects I put just around the stage. Then I felt bad because we started and my mom came and said, you know, guy's not feeling good. We're going to go. And I said, oh, my gosh, they just started. I don't want to interrupt them. Can, uh, like, give us five minutes, and then I'll collect all my stuff. So, Mom's like, no problem. Just meet us up by the car. So, I go. We do the EVP. Once they're done, I say, hey, I'm so sorry. I got to go because, you know, it was about an hour left. So, I said, I got to go. Dawn's like, you know, I'll walk you out. And I don't know when, like, we got in the car, and we were driving back. And my mom tells me that Ruben, they walked outside, Ruben walked with them to make sure he was okay. And I said, well, that was really nice of Ruben. And because, uh, again, they're great people. And I guess Ruben was telling Guy that, so he has his camera, and it's, it's all different spectru- spectrums. And he was saying that when he was watching Guy, the camera was on us, and Guy's hand, I don't know which one it is. I don't know if it was one that was, like, kind of leaning holding something or the one by his side, I think it was the one by his side, his left side said that it started glowing. Like it started like glowing really bright and he didn't know what was causing that. And this is all happening one in front of that area where, you know, the picture was taken and people have seen stuff. And when we were hearing stuff around guy And it was the weirdest like experience because even when I listen back to my recording, even though it's really loud and stuff, and even though it could be people moving and the floor creaking over those people, the timing of everything happening, of me hearing the stuff by guy, of the area where they were at, and also of Ruben catching something on his camera on guy, it was just a really weird experience. And even though I don't have any evidence, just except for a personal story, it was one of those experiences where afterwards you didn't realize what happened until afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, like, so now you're, now we're thinking, well, was Guy like not feeling good because of what he ate or was it something else? But
0: something not human.
1: Exactly. So basically that was the end of our night, but That whole night, I mean, we were there from 7 till about 11 and you think like, you know, how I'm talking, you think we're there for like eight hours, but honestly, a lot happened in those four hours that, you know, I really don't know. Some of it you can debunk and it's totally easy to debunk. Some of it you can't, I think. I'll be honest, I don't think you can debunk all of it. Anyway, that's my field trip. So am I ever going to get you to uh, go on another ghost hunt? You went on one with me.
0: One of these days, we'll do another one.
1: Would you want to go back to? Would you want to go somewhere new, or would you want to go back to some place where we already investigated?
0: Um, I don't know. We could find something new. I wouldn't mind doing something different.
1: Well, you know what? I have a I have a couple ideas. So maybe listeners, you'll begin a little surprise sometime in the future because I actually have now that you're going to be fully vaccinated. and I'm fully vaccinated, and CDC says it's okay for us to hang out. I have an idea where we can go to do some ghost hunting. All right. <laughs> Are you in? I'm in. Nice. Okay, listeners, well, I guess we're going to uh, – I guess that's all of it. Uh, if you have any suggestions of – we're in California, so if you have any suggestions of, like, hey, I would really love for you to cover this or check this place out or tell us about this place – Let us know, because now that a lot of our restrictions are being lifted, I wouldn't mind to do some traveling.
0: Definitely. Different, new experiences.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, Okay. so, uh, legendary listener shout out?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We had somebody special today.
1: Yes, so we're doing a little bit different. And I actually have to pull it up because I want to read right from their site. Okay, so our legendary listener shout-out this week is a little different. It's not a place, but I do know at least one of them has heard some of our stories. And that is a podcast called How's It Haunting? And I'm probably saying that, like, totally wrong. Like, I'm saying it probably, like, too snooty. Like, how's it haunting? How is it haunting?
0: How's it haunting?
1: How is it haunting? Now I feel like we're like David Tennant and, Michael Sheen and uh and staged. <laughs> but uh, no, this podcast. So I found them randomly. They were on my Instagram. They popped up on my feed because uh, one of my hashtags, they did a story, the Haunted Pain story, the, the hands that held him or whatever that one was called. Uh-huh. The one that you did. And I was like, oh, we did that. And a lot of times I love listening to other podcasts because I like to hear what other facts that, you know, we missed or personal stories that they might have known or, you know, other research that they've done. So I clicked on their site and they had a P.O. box in our hometown. So I was like, oh, awesome. I didn't know there was another podcast around here. So I I reached out to them and they are, I I don't know if I talked to the one co-host, but I talked to the main co-host, I believe. And, and I will say their names. I'm just, I I know I'm leading up to it, but man, he's really nice. Like he, I, I tend to, I've contacted other podcasts before and a couple of them are really nice. Like ghost story guys they are really nice. They come back. They're like, Hey, you're starting now. That's cool. We remember that. And I'm not going to lie. I tend to like start, I, I have this really weird ability and I think the pandemic just kind of reinforced it where I just get like fangirl. All over anything it could be the simplest thing and I'll fangirl over it like I'll get too super excited and I feel like you ever watch that Seinfeld episode where it's like Elaine starts talking about like you got it he's a squirrel you gotta coax the squirrel with a little thing you can't do wild gestures it'll scare him off I tend to do wild gestures and I think that like you know sometimes I come off too much like oh they're really Crazy keen person. Yeah, a little crazy person, but like, they're they were really really nice. And so this is again, How's it Haunting. The person I talked to was Chris, and I didn't want to say the name because, of course, as our listeners know, Chris is also the name of my husband. So when I say this Chris, not my husband, he didn't. That would be how messed up would that have been if my husband started his own paranormal podcast with another woman and was just like, yeah, we're from Fresno. <laughs>
0: And it was better than
1: ours. And it was better. That would that would hurt the most. I think it was better than like,
0: ours. Like, you cut me, Chris. You cut me deep.
1: Chris, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. Our podcast is better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. Anyway, I'm sorry. Legendary listener shout out to House of Haunted with Chris and Lena. So this is their description. The weekly podcast hosted by Chris and Lena that makes discussing all things paranormal normal. Come have a listen or share an experience. We want to know how's it haunting. And I will admit, I didn't ask them for permission, so I won't play it. But their theme song, I'm a little jealous of. Like the theme song is one of those like creepy, like the pop up dolls. You've listened to it. I had you listen to it. Mm-hmm. They're kind of yeah. killing they're, they're kind of killing it on the theme song there. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it. Have you listened to it yet?
0: I haven't, but I will definitely be giving that a listen.
1: Well, they had a couple episodes and they had similar stories that we did, which I always love hearing the same stories because I can listen to the same story if it's a really interesting one, like black-eyed kids, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, Dark Watchers. Oh, God, that's so creepy. But I can listen to the same story because I like how people put spins on them. And so their podcast is fun because they are like us. They they go back and forth. How they're formatted is they have a topic and they'll have like mini stories, like one or two, three stories. And what I also like about them, and this is really clever, I'm kind of jealous that we didn't think of it, is at the end they have basically, like, a paranormal news update, and so they have just what's in the news, and what's really funny is they had one where they were talking about the haunted Toys R Us in Sunnyvale, and I was like, we did that episode, and they were announcing that it was a, I guess someone bought it, and now it's gonna be a REI, and all I kept thinking was, like, I want to go visit that REI. (laughs) They're like, excuse me, ma'am, can I help you? Be like, yeah, so where's the ghost?
0: Like, what aisle can we find the paranormal activity on?
1: (laughs) Well, and they have some really good episodes too. They had one episode where they were, oh man, I feel bad because I forgot who their guest was, but they had one uh, with a guest and he was talking about living in Hawaii and on an island, one of the islands, and it was so good. I won't give it away, but it was so good. And they're on Instagram. But they also had another episode where Chris and his wife talk about their experiences. And it's it's really good. Like, he can tell a story. And I always feel bad because he was talking to someone else. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I don't want to make this about me. So I don't want to, like, I hate when someone tells a story and then they say, oh, I have the same experience. And they tell the story. And I'm like, oh, oh. I feel bad that's me, because as soon as I hear that you're comfortable listening to ghost stories, I will talk your ear off about ghost stories. <laughs> anyway, How's It Haunting, legendary listener shout out, they're really cool, give them a listen, don't like them more than us, though, I mean, it's going to be awkward, it's kind of like, you know, no, I'm kidding, Ashley, Chris says... One of the other things that I really like about them is he says there's enough of the podcasting world, paranormal world, to go around. And it's true because even if you are kind of tired of our podcast, you listen to another one, tired of that one, come back to us. I do that all the time. But if you want another podcast because you just can't get enough paranormal, definitely check them out. They're, they're fun. I like it. Also, they're not paying us for this. I know this seems like a promotion, but, like, I seriously, you know, when people are nice, I feel like it's just good to give them that niceness back. You know what I mean? Because they could have been really mean about it. Like, oh, you know, we're better, blah, blah, blah. No, he was really nice about it. And he he put up with my, like, you know, five-paragraph messages to him on Instagram. So, anyway, Chris, thank you. I love How's It Haunted, and hopefully maybe someday we can do – Legends of the Dark, House and Haunted, can, like, come together and collaborate on something.
0: I smell a crossover episode.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that would be the weirdest crossover, because it would just be him being really nice and listening to all my stories I've told a hundred times before.
0: And me just sitting there, also listening to your, your stories.
1: <laughs> oh, what is interesting, though, is he did talk about in one of their latest episodes about places where he worked around town. And, oh, God, that's another good one he talks about when he worked at Rite Aid. But he talks about downtown, and I'm dying to, like, hear some of his stories about downtown because we've, we've done the Vendo company, you know, like, I work downtown, like, my place is haunted. Like, that, the whole downtown
0: area, creepy, creepy.
1: Anyway, well, you want to take us home, Mr. J?
0: Indeed. This has been another successful and exciting episode of Legends in the Dark. My name is Jay,
1: And I'm Leslie.
0: As she's finishing her drink.
1: I know, I was trying not to gulp it because I know it comes up on the, like, you hear me drinking my coffee. And then I realize, oh, he wants me to say my name.
0: Say my name, say my name. Manners maketh man. Leslie, manners make it man. Oh,
1: don't tell me, Kingsman.
0: There you go. Yes. Technically, it's all technically it's actually a phrase outside of that movie, also. But you're close enough.
1: Yeah, close enough. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone.
0: We all wish you
1: a good night.
0: Good night. Took you long enough.
1: (laughs) It really did.